0: Do you like the concept of Masonic history, preserving it, sharing it? What about traveling to other lodges, meeting brothers from different parts of your state, different parts of the country, different parts of the world? Do you like the uh, Winding Stairs podcast? Well, we're going to mix all those into one this evening because we're showing the second part of a really cool thing that we did. We did a joint episode with Juan Sepulveda over at the Winding Stairs where we discussed Masonic history historians and lodges preserving it. We aired that on The Winding Stairs. The second part of that, where we talk more about the traveling aspect, we're going to be covering here tonight. So we have an excellent show lined up for you right after this, right here on Historical Light. Welcome back to the Historical Light Masonic Podcast, dedicated to illuminate our past and bring our Masonic history to light since 2016. Now enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome back. Thank you for watching Historical Light. This is a Masonic history show focused on the historical events and aspects within Freemasonry. I'm your host Brother Alex Powers. I want to thank you all for joining us again. We have brothers joining in over on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're on TikTok, we are streaming there now as well. So thank you all for joining in, especially the staley family i know you guys are watching on your tv screen in your living room that is fantastic really really appreciate the support you guys give so you guys heard in the intro we did something really cool that we have not done on historical light before and that's a joint episode with another amazing masonic podcast brother wants a over at the winding stairs has been at masonic podcasting for a long time and uh he's taken on many different efforts and recently, we had the opportunity to do a joint show with them. So we went on, did one very long episode, and we split it in two. Half of that episode already aired, and hopefully you guys saw it over on the Winding Stairs podcast. If you didn't see it or hear it, however you listen or watch to your podcast, uh, go and check that out. It's really, really great. So we got talking on all kinds of stuff we both have uh, a really deep passion and enjoyment for masonic history and so we got talking about lodge history masonic history in general preserving that history and how lodges can take action uh, to do just that and make sure that we're covering those bases for years to come Then that conversation morphed into the aspect of Masonic traveling. And that's where Brother Juan has a lot of experience and insight uh, through the different aspects he's done through his show and different efforts. Uh, He's done a lot of traveling and really, really enjoys that. And we're showing that here tonight. Uh, But before we get to that, We do have a few things to go over first and foremost as always we want to send a huge thank you to our current patreon supporters and we want to give you the opportunity as well uh, to join the historical light family you can support what we do here uh, by going to our website over historicallight.com support and clicking on our patreon button and yes you can support us on patreon through paypal so we've been around since 2016, solely devoted to Masonic history and everything that goes with that. Uh, really history nerds over here. We want to keep going. We've really, really enjoyed the, the process so far, and you guys make this possible. So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. And if you want to join the mission over here, we invite you to do that over at the website, historicleight.com/support. We also want to tell you about Masonicon Kansas which is coming up this month so, so soon, August 27th, going to be in Prairie Village, which is in the KC Metro, Kansas City, uh, on the Kansas side. If you guys haven't heard about this yet, I highly, highly encourage you to go check it out, MasoniconKansas.com. We're pretty much down to virtual tickets only, but one heck of a steal. You can get eight lectures, two panel discussions, and all kinds of other goodies and fellowship and everything that comes along with it for 15 bucks. So it's going to be a jam-packed day full of Masonic education from some really, really phenomenal lectures. You can find about who those lectures are and those topics by going and visiting the website. And uh, grab a ticket while you're over there. We've only got one more show uh, in which that we're going to promote. Masonic Con, Kansas because this thing is in three weeks like right around the corner. I'm stoked. I'm nervous But so so excited for it and I hope either virtually or in person. I see you guys there All right, so tonight guys we are like I said going to be airing the second half of the joint podcast that we did With wants pulver over at the winding stairs And before we get into that, I just want to acknowledge we got some brothers on the facebook side drop in some notes love when you guys do that definitely uh hit us in the comments remember after we do the recorded section of the podcast with juan we're still going to be coming back on to do our live toast at 9 p.m so i hope you guys will join us there and let us know in the comments just what you're going to be toasting with this evening and with that guys i think we will jump over and start the show give us one second So I, I know we, we've, we've talked about, you know, you going down there to Key West and traveling, and I've seen this trend uh, with you on social media and you and your, your show, uh, traveling's big to you. Now, it is. How, how did that really like spark into your Masonic journey? Why did travel outside of your own lodge become such, you know, an importance to you?
1: There are two main things. Here in my jurisdiction, um in the 16th masonic district of the the state of florida brothers constantly talk about the importance of travel and they and i wish i remember the name of the brother there seems to be history from a well-loved brother who used to always say remember brothers travel 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 so his words keep on being repeated by countless leaders in masonry here in my community and obviously they they're talking about travel 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 within your jurisdiction but as master masons we're entitled to all the privileges that that a master mason can can receive among them the ability to travel and sit in lodge with other people so yeah our 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 jurisdiction is the world we are part of a fraternity that, that goes around the world. So everywhere you go, you can find a lodge. And if you take the necessary steps, you can actually get and really connect with the brothers of, of those, those lodges. So that's the first reason why I got uh, into traveling. The, the second component is I really love meeting brothers. I love being able to see uh, different lodges, get to learn about them. I'm fascinated. Whenever I I hit it with it, a brother that is super in love with his lodge, and he's like, "Come over here. Let me take you to this uh, this <laughs> back room that people don't never go. Check this out. Look what we found up here." It's like, "Oh my god!" Um, he, if you've seen on, on TikTok, there's a famous TikToker, uh, a brother I love. He he goes by Viking Mason. Okay, uh, uh, brother Tessier. He is the senior warden of uh, orange lodge number 36 which is the it's a moon lodge that meets near the full moon it's the only uh moon lodge here in in florida when i went to visit them uh, a couple of months ago he's like come over here you got to see this and he took me to the side into a, a cabinet where they had the original trumpet uh, or the original horn that they would blast from the balcony of that lodge to call the brothers up to the meeting.
0: That's cool.
1: And I, I got a chance to not play that one. I tried, I, I did a fair attempt at <laughs> <laughs> playing the, the one that's in use today. So they replaced that original one. Now it's in case you can't touch it or anything, but there's one that they use now and part of their opening they call they have a brother well normally is the senior deacon who gives three blasts of the horn to summon the brothers into the lodge and he exits. i know it's like he exits the locker room and hits you know blast three whatever you call that does three blasts of the horn and then the brothers know to come in well the the historical side of that is that this being a uh lunar lodge or a moon lodge it was done it was scheduled that the meetings would happen on uh i want to say it's a tuesday the tuesday closest to the full moon sure without going over and what brothers would do from wherever they traveled to go to this lodge they would come a couple of days before and they will camp around the lodge so that trumpet that trumpet was what was the real yeah, it's like come on over. the The meeting is happening. So, so being able to engage in those kinds of experiences, that to me is is fascinating. And being able to Definitely. share some of those experiences with the brothers through the different channels that I have, whether it be social media or the podcast or YouTube, getting the brothers excited to actually get back to lodge and spend time with the brothers,
0: person to person. You know, that's it's really kind of beautiful to think about because we think about where masonry essentially came from, right? with our operative stonemason workers. And those guys traveled that. I mean, they had to. They went from job site to job site. And it's one of those things like when we work with people, we learn from people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you're in, you, you'll pick up, oh, well, this guy found a really good way to do that. Or this guy has a really good way to do this. And, and you pick that up. And then that's gonna you know, kind of be ingrained in you moving forward. Mm-hmm. Bringing that into the Masonic experience, you know, being able to connect with, with more brothers than just your own lodge, you're, you're going to pick up those different opinions, but also, those different traditions, like what you were able to see there that I've never heard of before, but how beautiful is that? Mm -hmm. Um, And then experiencing those those little bits of uniqueness uh, from lodge to lodge is that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of fun. And it it connects you to to people in a way that is it's very unique. And we we're fortunate that we are here healthy and thriving at the end of a global pandemic. Right, hundred percent yeah i i went into complete <laughs> separation from humanity like when this thing happened i have uh, older family members that have that are immunocompromised i wanted to make sure that we didn't get sick that we didn't get them sick uh even through all that we did lose some some family members to it but so sorry to hear that thank you brother uh but having that separation from lodge and that engagement from lodge i missed that tremendously yeah so coming out of that as soon as i felt comfortable enough and i had enough um what do you call that uh enough um synthetic immunity in my veins (laughs) let's go where are we going right (laughs) so i was ready i was ready to to hit the road
0: yeah you know that that was an impactful time and as much as we look back and we're talking about history as much as we look back at those parts and you know of masonry in the world and how the world impacted masonry masonry impacted the world you know those brothers after us that's this is one of those things we're going to look back and and see this time through the pandemic and you know it where I'm at here, it was hit and miss. Like we we'd see really bad spots, and then it would seem like, oh, it's all better, and then no, it it sucks again. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was that really weird time. It didn't fully hit me until the Grand Lodge session um, with a necro- necrology uh, report, and they just let those names run. Oof. And at first, I thought it was on repeat, and then it hit me after this thing's been running for ten minutes straight. That these are all unique names and it just it really hit me of wow how bad this thing really was wow
1: yeah that's tough that's tough i lost brothers that i that i knew and loved right and healthy otherwise healthy brothers just gone boom and so it, it i was nervous uh and it's we have we not only do we have a lot to learn today but like you said brothers from the future they're going to look at our minutes and they're going to see how you know oh they met at this time and this brother died uh 2 months later sure and and he attended these meetings and these are the meetings so you may be able to connect the dots and see that you know this was not something to to dismiss as as, as some people did but i i feel very grateful that we're healthy we are able to to travel a little bit more again yeah. now i'm super excited to um start getting back to travel and speak at, at different lodges if if you remember back in 2019 i was going to many of the masonic conferences i was yeah yeah traveling recording documentaries i was very very busy and then 2020 came it's like done yep <laughs> You staying home buddy. <laughs>
0: so now, I'm curious with, you know, with different areas throughout the United States and, and world, honestly, at this point, um, the pandemic has kind of translated differently and responded Mm -hmm. to people differently um in your area with with uh the pandemic in mind and travel um where are things at there because i know up here we still have brothers to this day that are just nervous to come back to lodge so uh, how's travel in your area it's it's picked up significantly travel
1: yeah travel here In central Florida, at the very least, it has picked up significantly. Uh, Brothers are very conscientious. You can see them washing their hands often. Excuse me, sanitation stations and the whole deal. Um, There are moments where, you know, a brother or two may put a mask on. But this is Florida. Like there was hardly any mask here to begin with, (laughs) to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, Fair enough. So. But but you do you do see that people are more conscious about okay well what, how we used to do things they, it has to be a little bit different let's make sure that we're yeah. being careful about things and you know again we lost brothers close brothers that were otherwise healthy so that was a, an awakening uh, for for many people it's like, okay well, let's let's take it a little easier here
0: oh definitely you know I'm sitting here thinking about just how beautiful my experiences traveling have been and, and kind of some of the impacts from that. And I know you've had the opportunity to do quite a bit of traveling around, like you said, to the conferences, working on your videos, all these different things. One of the beautiful aspects that I've always just adored about masonry, they, yeah, you, you find aspects of it and other things in life, but I, I would challenge that you don't find it quite as much in masonry, that no matter where you go, You have that instant bond instant friendship instant trust um with guys just to a different level Mm -hmm. um how was that impacted in your travels like how has that impacted you just going somewhere and just instantly having that connection with these guys it is the absolute best
1: is the absolute best thing i have i have met brothers that i've only seen them virtually i've seen Mm -hmm. them um like you and i have not we have not seen each other in person i don't think right
0: no sadly not um you know we we're we we're talking about my father-in-law angelo the year that you made it to masonicon up there in attleboro was right at that time like he passed away right in those days i do remember. um so I, I had ticket and everything to get up there and i ended up having to cancel but okay. almost <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll definitely meet up at some point
1: oh for sure it's a matter of time um but even even with my connection with the brothers from the Masonic Roundtable, we did the Masonic Roundtable for quite a bit of time before we had all yeah. met in person. And right. whenever you meet a brother like that, um, th- there's a connection that precedes the the physical meeting. As a matter of fact, uh, we when we went over to Pennsylvania, we spoke at the Academy of Masonic knowledge, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it's. Yeah. Called. I remember that in Pennsylvania. And we, we met some brothers there that we have known for years virtually. And then we finally got to meet and it was as if we knew each other f- forever, you know, yeah. um, on the other hand, there are places that I've been that i don't know anybody and you just get an opportunity to. To connect from the beginning, and this keyword, the Key West visit is, is a perfect example. I knock on the door. They look at me and, "Hey, how you doing?" I identify <laughs> myself. I come in peace. <laughs> uh, I told them that I was a brother from Orange Blossom Lodge in number eighty, and that I was there on vacation. Showed them Deuce cards, the whole deal. And from that moment on, it was like we were all
0: friends yeah just different dynamic
1: it was incredible by the time the the night ended everybody has each other's phone number we're connected on all social media We're already making plans to see each other so um it was uh um, it's fantastic i i think it's a it's one of the biggest perks yeah.
0: of of being in this fraternity it, it's a beautiful thing you know and you know just that aspect that anywhere you go you have someone you could trust that you know would be there for you. Like Mm -hmm. I've been in situations where I've just shot a message out saying, hey, need this, and a brother never met before. Cool, where are you at? And where do you find that? (laughs) Incredible. It's it's just a, a beautiful relationship that it's hard to go without, man.
1: It's amazing. And, and I wanted to elaborate also on the trust component because in um, 2019, um, I went over to give a presentation. Uh, It was a a few of us from the Masonic round table was maybe three or I think it was three of us if I'm not mistaken. We went over to Hillsborough Lodge in Tampa, Florida, and it was the first It was the inaugural Southern Masonic, Masonic con type kind of, kind of deal from the Southeast anyway. Okay. I, I went over there and it's a gigantic building. It is, it's big, it's beautiful. It's majestic. And, you know, as you know, I have Masonic art and I have Masonic aprons and I have pins, things that I, that I sell through my store. So, I'm there by myself i don't have someone that can be on the table and you know make transactions whenever someone's interested in a pin or a sticker or whatever i'm Definitely. going out i'm speaking i'm connecting with brothers i'm doing things so i put i had a, a little box and i i took a picture of it because I, I it was a, a beautiful memory of this whole topic i put how much the shirts were worth, how much the art was worth, how much the pins were worth. And I put a $20 bill in front of it and I just sat on a table on a corner. And, and that was it. I didn't do any kind of transactions where, you know, people give me money. I give them whatever. No, it's like, we're all brothers. Yeah. You want something? Go grab it. Just leave me whatever is fair there. Right. And, and we're good where else can you do that (laughs) maybe church
0: you know i i've experienced that too at a at a grand lodge annual session um i can't remember exactly why but i didn't have my wallet on me and i thought i did and i'd gone over to one of the the vendors there and I don't know if it was a pen or book or something that I would bought, but I got up there and I go to reach my wallet and I'm like, oh crap. And I go to put it back and I say, I'll come back. He goes, I'll oh, just take it. Yep. You, you're good for it. I, you'll come back. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, it's that weird moment, but this guy's never seen me before. He's probably not going to be able to remember my face and I could easily just not come back. Exactly. But he knows I'm a brother and yep. I know he's a brother. I'm not going to wrong him. And so it, it's a beautiful thing for sure. Could you imagine
1: if that was possible everywhere like if that's people, the hope right
0: yeah
1: you know, you know there, there's a part of me that feels like oh man that would be amazing and there's another part of me that smacks me behind the head and said are you crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen
0: <laughs>
1: but but we're well, fortunate that we can that we can say that
0: we've experienced that and you know the the reality is not even a hundred percent masonry is that there? Like we, we've all experienced that there's times and places because what are masons humans, of course, um, and you know, there's, there's always going to be those situations or those bad apples that just remind us that we need to, you know, go through those checks and balances more. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, masonry is that example to society. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can, it's possible to get there, uh, mm-hmm with, with obviously the, the work put in, but.
1: You know, I, there's a, you make a great point. It's like, we're humans, we're brothers, but we're, we're people. And one thing that I, I was thinking about this the other day, I know we say in Puerto Rico, we say, I'm not a piece of bread, meaning not everybody is going to like me because everybody loves bread. Right. (laughs) I'm not a piece of I'm not a piece of bread. And and the point here is, I'm going to say things that are going to ruffle some brother's feathers. Sure. I'm going to act in a way that maybe one day a brother is gets upset at me. Or maybe I don't uh, engage with someone who's really expecting me to engage, something is going to happen that I'm going to rub someone the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I am a bad person. It doesn't mean that we need to be enemies. We're just people. right? And one thing that I've been working really hard at uh, is to to make sure that I am reminding myself, hey, this person may not mean anything by that. How many times have you written something to someone and and you're like, uh, you write something with the best of intentions and the response from the person is as if you had attacked them. And you understand it's like, oh, that's not how I meant it. I was right, just in a rush right. and I just wrote it real quick but that's not at all how I meant it. So giving brothers that benefit of the doubt um which is another reason why meeting in person is so important mm-hmm. because you can see a person's face when they're talking to you. You can see their expressions. You can pick up on their body language. You can tell, "Oh, he didn't mean anything by it." Right. Or this or he may be a grumpy person. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Expect-
0: we have a few of those
1: <laughs> We, I've, I've heard it's a it's a myth <laughs> but it's like if you know this person is a grump you can still love them expect oh, yeah. them to be a grump at some times don't take a personal move on you know obviously don't let people walk all over you and disrespect you correct yeah it's your brother he's maybe maybe he's a little grumpy then you know what to expect but you can still love each other you can still create amazing memories
0: and you can still work together to make our society a better place yeah you know that that's a fantastic point i I think oftentimes because of that beauty that exists in masonry people brothers sometimes will take that for granted and just expect that to be realistically all there is and that's not reality Mm -hmm. but also like we don't have to 100% be butterflies and rainbows to still be brothers. Of course, we can argue and still be brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's that that bringing it back that on the level factor, um, mm-hmm. as long as that's applied, it, there can be value there. You know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking tying this into the travel aspect, and mm-hmm. obviously, we talk with so many people. Uh, today. And it's that double-edged sword because brothers in the past didn't have the opportunities of connection. Uh, besides hopping on these trains and, you know, going forever, we're able to do this virtual travel like you and me here today. We're we're half of a country apart. Yeah. We're able to virtually come together in this modern form of travel, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, there's there's aspects of that virtual travel that may not be this personal conversation it's behind a keyboard and and aspects of that are really hard to uh or they they easily get lost i guess you could say you know in those dynamics
1: Mm -hmm.
0: one thing i've i've done in those situations to make an effort to bring that that connection closer uh just as close as it can be Mm -hmm. is when i see a conversation going sideways and and i can tell like oh we're just not going to see eye to eye here or he's taking me completely wrong i think maybe i'm taking him wrong I'll send that brother my phone number and be like, "Hey man, I don't think this is going right. Why don't you give me a call and let's hash this out? Because continuing to just, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just going to go down a rabbit hole, and yeah. you know, it's it's probably never needed to go there in the first place. And yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten off of one of those calls because I've had two or three of those that, hey, why don't you just give me a quick call or can I give you a quick call? Within five minutes, we're laughing and oh yeah, yeah. it's all good, brother. And it's you know, typically just a stupid understanding, but it yeah. makes you think that." component of travel that coming together as close as you can, uh, the importance of that. Mm -hmm.
1: It's true. I've, I've been in a few of those phone calls and I've been in some heated phone calls with brothers and, and, but it, it gets resolved. And then later on we meet somewhere and we hug each other and we hang out and we're, we're cool again. And we need to be able to get upset with people without hating them forever. Right. It's part of it. It's part of it. There's no way that, uh, who was it? A a brother recently just told me, it's like, just consider the different kinds of people in this world, the number of people that are in this world. If you're expecting to hit 100% on all cylinders at every category with another person, you're fooling yourself. And it's it's the absolute truth. Someone's going to say something or someone's going to do something that you're not going to like it or you're going to feel uncomfortable. But we have that benefit of being able to say, hey, listen, brother. um, We we need to sort this out. We need to resolve this. Let's sit down and talk. And and I know I can be difficult sometimes, so (laughs) I (laughs) I try to not me, not me. <laughs> <And> I, yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me ask that lady <laughs> You know, help I mean, that... you with the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't ask her. Anyone okay. but her. <laughs> no, that that's that's a huge component, though, you know, and and what's one of the things that we're we're taught to do in our Masonic way is whisper wise counsel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to hear that wise counsel, it's right. hard to hear. Um, um And what do brothers do brothers argue brothers fight a little bit, but we're all on this path of, of growing. And I, you know, I think if we can come to that realization that, yeah, you know, it's okay to go through those, those little, you know, bickering arguments, those debates sometimes, but end it as brothers, you know? Yes. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. End it. That's, that's a great way to point it. End it as brothers and you can take some time. It's like, Hey, listen, I'm tired right now. I'm hungry. I don't think I'm being rational right now. Let's let's keep on this conversation tomorrow. And then tomorrow, after you have your coffee, you had your your relaxed nap or whatever, then you speak and it's like, listen, yeah, I was not in a good place to have that conversation. I'm glad we
0: stopped it. Dang it, I don't want to, but I have to admit I see it your way. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I know the feeling. So I'm curious, Juan. You know, we've we've talked about travels and how much that is important to you how it's impacted your career um and now we're coming out of this this pandemic you had you had so much going on there what is your plans going forward uh involving travel yeah i'm
1: i'm keeping my my options open i will be traveling i already have a few dates booked uh this year 2020 i had I was booked every month. I had something in a different state to to do. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe 10 months out of the 12. And obviously that went out the window whenever this whole thing (laughs) happened. Um, but I'm, I'm opening, you know, I'm very open to travel. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward. I know I'm going to be, uh, in Illinois in November. Um, there are talks, there, there are a couple things that are happening, of course, and there are some events that are major events that it would make sense for me to, to go to them, but I'm pacing myself. I'm keeping my, my travel local for now. And whenever opportunities arise, I'll, I'll go to different places, but it's it. It benefits me as, as an individual to travel. And I feel that there are things that I can bring and contribute to to brothers in a yeah. presentation. So I look forward to doing that a little bit more as as we move forward. Hopefully, we don't have eternal waves of this variations of you know what is it, uh, Omicron
0: and Opticron <laughs> and Decepticon <laughs> and all, <that. laughs>
1: all the other ones.
0: Just start naming it after the month, because it will continue to change. Yeah. <laughs> it's August cron. <laughs> Monkey you know, box. Yeah, right. It's always something. Yeah. So you you had mentioned earlier on uh, TikTok and it yeah. is something that we've both bridged. You've been going nuts on it, which is amazing yeah. to see. Thank you. Um, TikTok is is interesting. It, it's, it's come such a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've jumped on there. I've experimented with it, but. I've noticed it's brought together this side community of Masons that I don't know were really connected before in the way that they are now. And one of the cool things that really ties in here is I've seen a lot of those that core group of Masons represented on TikTok are really getting huge into traveling. And you mm-hmm. start seeing them travel to see each other and yeah. you know traveling around their state to show stuff off. and you know just that factor of travel is really getting shown on the tiktok atmosphere there and i think that that's really really cool
1: it is actually uh brother jim dens is going to be in my lodge on monday so he's Ooh. one of those tiktokers um when i went over to um to orange lodge that uh brother uh viking mason he was he was there so I've gotten to connect with a few of these brothers. Uh, I'm going to have one of these uh, brothers in the show as well, because that's another opportunity to to connect with with some of these TikTokers. And it's interesting because I remember us at the Masonic Roundtable talking about TikTok and I was one of the ones that was like, no way, dude. Like, what am I going to do on TikTok? Forget about it. (laughs) It's like you do it if you want to do it. It's like I just don't see it happening. It's like. And it was because anytime I got on TikTok, all I would see was like people doing pranks in public or doing dance routines. And like, there's no I can dance, though. I'm Puerto Rican. Can you? Are you you kidding me? Puerto Rican, bro.
0: (laughs) I'm going to need to surf through your TikTok a little more. I better see some of these dances. Oh,
1: no. But my point is, like, I'm not going (laughs) to dance on TikTok. That's not my angle.
0: I demand a wand dancing channel.
1: <laughs> That's gonna be on our Patreon subscriber only feed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the exclusive tier, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting to see how, you know, masonry continues to evolve in, in those different methods. Uh, it, it's kind of beautiful, you know, I, mm-hmm. me getting on TikTok was, not foreseen as in pretty much anything in my uh, masonic journey has just kind of appeared uh you know but i had that skewed view of TikTok because mm-hmm. i've got daughters i've got a 13 year old and a almost 17 year old um wow so seeing them on there it's like to me that's ah, like, oh, this it's this app these little girls are on whatever and but it's morphed into this much bigger thing. Yeah. I got tossed into it because another Kansas brother uh, who followed me and what I do on Facebook and stuff just ended up tagging me on there. And I'd created two accounts. I think I had like my personal account, just whatever to like surf. And I'd had a historical light account. Uh-huh. Well, he tagged my personal account and like overnight I had all these followers oh. and they're demanding stuff from me. So I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess we're using this account now. So. <laughs> but it's that interesting dynamic because I, at first I tried to like build them all out. Like you do on Facebook, the, you know, got an account for Lodge of research, historical light. And it's like, oh, this is just way too much to keep up with. This is an entirely different algorithm that I just took everything to one account. I just kind of blast all my different yeah. venues off of one account and whatever that works. am that old guy. Now.
1: No, that, that, that <laughs> works. There's a part of me that feels I've always felt like that. It's like, I just, I don't want to, do all these separate efforts, I want to be able to consolidate everything into one thing. Sure. Uh, But from a business uh, standpoint and from a, it it just doesn't really, it doesn't really make sense for me. Uh, But just like you, I have my artist uh, account. I have my The Gentleman's Brotherhood account. I have The Winding Stairs. So, and I try to keep everything separate, which I just recently found out that you have to be careful. Whenever you're in your Masonic account, interact with Masonic stuff, because then you're confusing the algorithm. We'll talk offline about that.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh for a marketing guy, it's a uh, it's a doozy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. It's <laughs> One like, more me,
0: algorithm to understand.
1: I tried. I had tried TikTok before getting really into it. I had tried it at least twice before and thought like I threw my hands up like no, I can't do this. I just don't get it. I don't understand it and then when it started it finally started clicking it's like oh wait sure. a second i like this and then
0: yeah the rest of and now fun. everybody's on it whether they admit to it or not they're scrolling for hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know it, it kind of makes you wonder like we, we bridge that gap a little bit there with this age of virtual travel in a sense mm-hmm. it, it makes you wonder what travel is going to continue to look like in that scenario as we get more and more digital. And now we're entering this age of meta yeah. um, and just the unthinkable possibilities there. You know, we've we've bridged that slightly with Kansas Lodge Research and we've started as part of our history uh, archival side, not just archiving those documents, but we, we've taken these VR cameras and going through and doing virtual tours, like real estate style Perfect. of these lodges. And then put that into like an oculus and uh, it's kind of trippy like I mean you're there it's weird that's um but yeah it it makes you wonder because you know the oculus and the other various vr platforms now have these like Community based. Mm -hmm. Atmospheres and uh, that could take an instance of travel to a whole new place really, really rapidly here.
1: Yep. I have a presentation that I, that I give related to the practical application of masonry and in it, I go through a very visual uh, presentation of the, the Freemason from a hundred years ago, the Freemason of today and the Freemason of a hundred years from now. So I take people in this time journey to, to, experience the app the practical application of the lessons of masonry to their lives. And in it I talk about that specifically. The tools that this man a hundred years ago had were very limited, rudimentary, wouldn't allow him to do much. so he had to rely on just physical travel, you know hand kind of work. And you see the evolution today, how now we have all these alternatives, And granted, after the separation of 2020 through 22, people became hungry for connectivity at a lower risk. So it it kickstart the development uh, or the the acceptance or the assimilation of virtual reality and metaverses and uh, virtual, look at Zoom. It it used to be that you would talk about Oh, Teams or, or Zoom. And then now you got Teams, you got Zoom, you got this, you got the other, you know, and, in and people, everybody has an, a a Zoom account. Um, Yeah. But I think there's always going to be the thread of the importance of coming together in person, being able to listen to someone's voice, see their eyes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah but we have to be open to engage in all these different platforms, all these different technologies, because you know, otherwise we're stagnant
0: and people are gonna pass us 100%. by. 100%. I mean, it, it definitely has that beautiful aspect that is hard to go without in the sense of, like you and I, we, we haven't had the opportunity just yet to meet, but it would be a damn shame if I wasn't able to have these conversations with you. You know, I've grown as a Mason from knowing you, and I've had those experiences with all these other brothers um, as well, that, you know, that is a hugely valuable uh, part of my Masonic journey. Yeah. But I definitely do hope, you know, those paths cross one day and we're able to physically shake hands, break bread with one another. So it, it, it's, it's variable uh, levels of travel, but yeah, definitely in person is always the most beautiful.
1: For sure. I want to come see those chickens that you introduced me to a couple of years ago.
0: Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yes. The in-house barnyard during meditation.
1: Yeah. yeah and indeed. <laughs> Who else can say that? Huh? Yeah. That's unique <laughs> stuff, brother. Hey, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you, uh, traveling with me. virtually we we traveled in time talked about the history uh preservation the uh sharing on it and all that kind of stuff and we talked about traveling in the physical by going places and and stuff i think there's been a very well-rounded conversation
0: extremely edifying it's always a pleasure to be able to have the time to sit down and have one of those conversations with you my brother absolutely well brother juan it has been an excellent opportunity to be able to sit with you and just have another one of these edifying conversations. Uh, You've been extremely impactful to my career uh, in masonry. So to be able to bridge this this gap and travel with you virtually today uh, on these different levels has been just so amazing. And I appreciate you coming on and thank you all for watching Historical Light. What's going on, brothers? Well, I hope you enjoyed that live episode, uh, well, pre recorded, but live here uh, that we did with Wants a over at the Whining Stairs. It was a fantastic chat. I really, really enjoyed that. I don't know why we haven't done something of that nature before, uh, but I'm realizing because we did that chat live, or I'm sorry, we did that chat. Uh, basically two shows into one, I got a little confused and I totally forgot to do what we normally do at the beginning of Historical Light episodes and dig in a little deeper on our guest and interview Brother Juan to get to know his backstory and masonry, uh, his life and all that. So definitely going to have to book Brother Juan to come back on Historical Light, uh, probably on a traditional live show and see if we can dig in and, and have another wonderful chat with him. because. It was quite interesting i mean we dug into a lot of material and i'm hoping you guys have seen the first half of that that aired on the winding stairs earlier in the week Uh, if you haven't definitely go check it out and give them a like and a follow while you're there because they definitely deserve it they do great work Um, but in the first half of that we had some really great conversation around masonic history and lodge and the preservation of such and one of the things i was really happy to share in that uh, is the work that we're doing over at the kansas lodge of research that has drawn a lot of attention um, being that inside of our archival kits that we're sending out so essentially if you guys haven't heard about that what the what the point of it was and what the buzz going around is um, when we started the reboot for the lodge of research one of the emphases that we put out was that we wanted to archive material before we lose it. Um, when I wrote the book for Gardner, noticed that stuff was literally just falling apart and disappearing before our eyes. And I know that's happening not just in my lodge, but all lodges around the world, all across the country, everywhere. Some are in better shape and some are in worse. So we kind of put out the direction of how to do it, um, but we were still getting back that, well, they didn't understand and they couldn't afford the equipment and yada, yada, yada. So we said, let's bridge that gap and we will teach you how, and we will provide you the equipment. So the Kansas Lodge Research actually put together two kits, uh, archival kits, that includes everything you need uh, to be able to do this work inside your lodge. We've got the Caesar overhead book scanners because personally, I don't like the destructive method of uh, archival. And I know brother Robert will say, you know, it's, it's not destructive in my, in my personal opinion, I would say it is. I, I like to have those original books last as long as they possibly can. And there definitely are other methods such as, you know, removing it from the binding and then treating the pages. Simple fact is the majority of lodges out there don't have that in their wheelhouse or their budget. Um, Doing the overhead scanner is a cheap and affordable and effective method to do that. And it doesn't harm that original book. And then you can air seal it and it keeps it nice. But we also include in there a bulk scanner for all those photos and loose communications. We've got film scanners um, and even the computer inside to run it all. And we have these in two kits and we send them out to lodges starting here in Kansas free of charge. We just want you guys to have a crew together uh, ready to go and willing to work. We will send that kit to you. You digitize it. You get a copy of it for free also goes into the Kansas archive so that we have that for research capabilities. And the beautiful thing about that, uh, we were talking in historical research because this is where my brain goes, and I, I really hope we get there on not just a national but a world level someday, is when we're scanning this stuff in, it's OCR capable, which means it's not just a picture, it's highlightable text. And if highlightable, it's also searchable. So imagine this, we put all this stuff into a database and instead of you visiting another lodge, which is already complicated, if you want to go through their records, right? And you're trying to find maybe a great, great grandfather, uh, you got to schedule with that lodge, go sit down and you're flipping pages for a, maybe you find a name somewhere. What if we got all this stuff into a database and it's OCR searchable. And all I got to do is control F and search a name. And then we get to the point that that database is integrated with all those different documents and I can type in that one name and it's going to search all these different books. And then we know, well, that one brother at my lodge that's famous for millennia, uh, brother McClintock, I can search his name and say, Oh, look, he's popping up at all these different lodges. And, uh, you kind of get a, a whole different insight and connect history that we never knew had connections in the first place. I think that would be a really, really cool, uh, Place to see that head in the future and i hope it does and kansas lodge research is definitely on the forefront to making that happen and uh, we've got a lot of guys reaching out to us uh, interested in that we're passing along the knowledge as much as we can to continue that movement on because we can only do our state it's hard to even get that done so having guys like you jumping on and willing to do that work in your area is what it takes we've got to work together as a team and we too can save history so we've got just a couple minutes here uh, before we do our toast for this evening and i'm looking over and seeing we got some comments from the show so i want to run through and take a look here and highlight a couple of these uh, we've got one here from brother chad and he did it over on the facebook side so i can't put it up on the screen here but he said lodge is not a distance experience and that's that's a great point you know especially with COVID, the access to the digital experience um, was wonderful for what it is, right? But in no way, shape or form would I say it replaces or should uh, replace that in-person bond and experience, uh, that communal aspect. You know, it's, it, it's a tool in addition, but I, I would hate to see uh, a day that I never sit in lodge with a brother again. Got Brother Scott Bradson down in Texas saying, I hope to meet you guys sometime. Y'all are loved here in Texas masonry. Well, that's that's fantastic, Scott, and I cannot wait to meet you as well. We've had Brother Scott on the show before. Uh, he's a phenom- phenomenal history nerd as well. Let's see here. Most Worshipful Brother Darren Kellerman uh, saying here, and my screen is scrolling, of course. Where'd it go? social media is nice but meeting in person is where it really is at and what freemasonry thrives on is that personal interaction 100% yeah just like i said there you know some of those most impactful experiences at least in my masonic journey and also those just aspects of historical research have simply been the conversations i have sitting after a lodge with a brother and it never it's never like intended to go that way. It just starts a, Hey, how's it going? And next thing you know, that conversation's going down a path and you get one of those, well, in my day comments and elaborates on that. And all of a sudden you're getting this side of history within that lodge, uh, that you've never known before. That is just as valuable, 10 times more valuable most of the time than what you will get out of, you know, minute books they are very bland and summarized those personal interactions uh, are huge. So, if that's where it was back in the day, you, you obviously can't just replace that with a, a digital means. I mean, it it's definitely worth its weight in gold for what it is. And as Juan said in the episode, you know, it's it's allowed us to take our relationships with the brothers we meet uh, to another level in in the regards of. Like me and brother Juan, we've never been able to meet in person together, um, but we have a personal relationship beyond the fact of maybe sending an email or writing a letter. Like we've been able to talk in the next best way than face-to-face, virtually face-to-face and you still get a, you know, it definitely adds to that personal relationship, but it's still not the same entirely. So I fully get what uh, brother Kellerman there is saying, and I fully agree as well. See if we got anything else here. Brother Matt Parker on here saying, you just can't get the same rigor through meeting online. Yep, 100%. And Brother Justin Staley, uh, can't wait for Kansas Masonicon 2022. Me either. You know, I'm nervous (laughs) because I've been working on this event for a year now and I'm sitting here trying to, you know, cross my T's, dot my I's, make sure it's all coming together. But I am stoked. I actually talked to our catering guy this morning, got that all panned away and it is lining up to be a fantastic event. We have so many brothers traveling in as we were talking about this evening, how amazing that travel is and events like these have really changed the face uh, of Masonry in a beautiful way with that aspect of travel. Cause there's such a large amount of guys that get into this Masonicon circuit and they travel around to the different ones. And we've got guys coming to Kansas that have never been here before. We've got the grandmaster of Alaska coming down. We've got brothers from all coasts coming right here to the middle of the map. Um, including our speakers. Our speakers are from all around as well. And to be able to sit down and see these guys, especially the ones I've chatted with on Facebook for like years, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience. I've never had the opportunity to meet these brothers before. Uh, So truly, truly looking forward to that. Brother Scott Bratson on here saying, is Kansas Masonic Con available through Zoom? It is. Uh, If you head over to the website, MasonicConKansas.com, you can still get in on the virtual pass, 15 bucks. Uh, It's going to get you access to our eight lecturers, two discussion panels, and you'll get access to the recordings of those as well, exclusively to attendees for the first year. And then after a year, uh, those recordings will go public. So even if you have to step out, you need to go grab lunch, you got stuff going on on the Saturday, that's perfectly fine. Uh, You will be able to catch up those missed sections or missed lectures uh, through the recorded version. So that 15 bucks goes a long way. And I hope you guys join in with us virtually if you can't be there in person. But I am really, really looking forward to uh, everybody coming down here to KC and having some uh, Masonic fun with us. Now, the one cool thing I guess really cool thing is the Masonicon circuit is different than what we've ever experienced in Kansas before. We do a lot of great events. The Grand Lodge uh, is phenomenal in that way uh, through Leadership Academy and many other events doing, you know, festive boards, table lodges throughout the year. But Masonicon carries a different feel, I guess you could say. Uh, It's a little more laid back than a Grand Lodge event that you've been to. Uh, You get the mix of t-shirts, you get a few guys in full suits, even a couple guys in tuxes, all in one place. And just that, you know, that sole focus is the education and the fellowship. And what I've been telling guys, you know, reach out talking about dress code is that is the focus, education and fellowship. And however you're most comfortable in engaging that is what I want you to wear. And some guys will definitely be in tuxes and other guys will definitely be in t-shirts and that's fine. This isn't a formal event. It's purely about that education and building those bonds with one another. And I think it's going to be a beautiful time. So I definitely hope you guys will join in either uh, in person with us or virtually. So while we're wrapping up here, I want you guys to throw in the comments. What is the best experience you've had while traveling in Freemasonry? I've had some amazing ones, you know, talking about Masonic here, my my first time going up to uh, Ezekiel Bates Lodge for Masonic Con in Attleboro uh, was complete game changer for my Masonic experience. It took what I thought Masonry was and opened my eyes to a whole new level and really relit that fire uh, within me at the perfect time, because we all experience levels of burnout, levels of disappointment. um, But being able to bridge that gap really just revigorated what I was missing and uh, put me on a path uh, to make masonry that much better for me. Now I, I, I look forward to those events so much. So one of the huge reasons that I am stoked to be bringing that right here to KC to Kansas in general for the first time. And actually, going to be toasting this evening for the first time. I figured it was close, close by. So why not going to be using the Masonic con Kansas engraved founders club, uh, cannon, we'll call it a cannon. It's a whiskey glass. We're definitely gonna have to tell the guys at the event exactly what the two ounce toasts look like. Um, because you know, you could have some trouble filling these bad boys up. See brother Justin Staley says here right before we do our toast. Unfortunately for me, I've only had, or I've only traveled to one other lodge, uh, but did get to visit the grand lodge building in Colorado, which is a beautiful one. If you guys have been out there, they have some amazing artifacts that they love to show off. Uh, I was able to go out there as well with my family a few years ago. Uh, it was pre pandemic and man, they, they, they've got all kinds of stuff in there. One of the things I remember the most was Abraham Lincoln's personal walking cane uh, with his initials engraved in the top (laughs) and uh, they let me hold it. But of course, you know, I didn't want to, hold it barehand. I was, I was asking for gloves and the only gloves they had in there uh, were probably two sizes too small. And I'm sitting there trying to fit my fat hands in this tiny little glove to be able to just <laughs> hold Abraham Lincoln's cane for a moment, but it was well worth it. If you guys get the chance to go out there, Colorado Springs, uh, definitely hit up the grand secretary and go check out the building. And then right next door, they've got the huge Masonic center with the uh, ma- a massive Egyptian room, which is also beautiful. So nine o'clock hour, Let's go ahead and do our toast this evening, uh brethren, this evening we're going to toast to Masonic travels. I hope you guys have had the chance, if you have not, I hope you get the chance, make the chance to get outside the walls of your personal lodge, go and visit another lodge, maybe in the next city over, maybe in the next state over. Stop in, meet new brothers, experience the traveling and all the beauty that comes along with it. So with that brothers to traveling. Cheers. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank all of you for joining us live this evening on Facebook, YouTube, and over on TikTok. Uh thank you guys for supporting the show. Hope you guys get some traveling in, but stay well and keep illuminating our past. Take care everybody.